Welcome back to If You Don't Know, Now You Know, the Moat Museum podcast discussing varying topics. Last episode, we focused on intersectionality. Scroll back to listen. This episode, we're talking about the difference between desegregation and integration. Now, I know you're probably thinking, what's the difference, right? Because those terms often get used interchangeably, but are quite different in practice. Let's start by going back in time. The Plessy versus Ferguson U.S. Supreme Court case in 1896 ruled that Severed but equal was constitutional, as in white and colored people who lived in the United States could have separate facilities as long as those places were considered to be equal. Now, the problem with that was how do you define equal? The lawyers at the NAACP or the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People and their lawyers, who many of which fought in desegregated military units in World War One, would return to the country and oftentimes get treated like second-class citizens. These lawyers knew pretty early on that this idea of separate but equal was far from equal for African-Americans and black people. Many of them joined the NAACP in particular to dismantle this construct of segregation. Now, segregation might have looked differently depending on where you lived. For the purpose of simplifying the categories, essentially they were white or other. And in the South and in the Southeast, primarily that was white and black. If you moved more towards the West, it would have been white or Native American, indigenous, or white and Latinx. The problem with segregation is that it violated the 14th Amendment to the Constitution for African-American citizens and other colored individuals, which was equal protection under the law. Now, through the Brown versus Board of Education decision, it ruled in the field of public education, the doctrine of separate but equal has no place. That meant that public schools had to desegregate nationwide. Now, this decision gave us essentially what the what, where, and the why. What this decision did not give us was the when and the how, which caused further court fights. So sporadically in the nation, there was gradual desegregation. You know, a few students of color here attending a white school, a few students of color there attending. In order to be a desegregated school, you only needed one student of color, technically, by definition. Now, integration, which is really what we wanted, speaks to a more intricate, a much more grand and grandiose idea. Integration would mean students. It would mean faculty, staff. It would mean administration. It would mean the school board. It would mean the board of supervisors or city council or town council. Integration would mean valuing different cultures and opinions. One of my favorite quotes that really helps to kind of help sum some of this up is, and it's by somebody who lived this history, he said, you might have had a black man be the assistant to the superintendent, but that's a lot different than the assistant superintendent, right? Another quote, which I think kind of helps with this context. In the South, whites and blacks can live next to each other, but they don't want you to go to school together. In the North, whites and blacks could go to school together, but they didn't want you living next to each other, right? So the issue was present, but it just looked a little bit differently depending on where you were. We achieved what we call desegregation, right, which is putting black faces and brown faces in white spaces. What we did not achieve is a true integration, which is cultures, ideas, values, customs, and just in mass, right? I think what inspired this topic is I had a young visitor when I was given a tour and he came and he asked, he said, was, was integration worth it? And he followed up and basically was saying that black people were still treated badly after desegregation took place, or in his words, integration. 
Basically, my answer was, it's complicated. You see, we never truly achieved integration. We achieved desegregation in some areas and at some speed. Some areas desegregated, which meant putting black and brown and colored students into white schools. That was technically desegregation. This idea of integration was much more bigger and much more significant, and we have still never truly achieved it because the reaction to Brown was to figure out ways to get around it. You know, private schools started all over the country, right, that didn't have to abide by the Brown decision directly. You know, they based school districts upon real estate tax, right? And so that meant if you lived in a good neighborhood, you'd go to a good school. If you lived in a, a poorer neighborhood financially, you would go to a worse school, which is still a lot of the case here in, in, in the U.S. education system today. So basically, I had to tell that young student that, look, it's, it's, it's just a little bit more complicated than that. But I think if we disassociate these words of desegregation and integration, we can begin to have a broader conversation about what actually happened. Speaking to our storytellers, speaking to our volunteers, to our volunteer educators, you know, and our historians, and especially the individuals who lived this history, I don't get the impression that they think Brown was a mistake. However, I do think many, if they could go back in time and maybe do things a little bit differently and maybe structure it a little bit differently, but that's kind of a case of hindsight is 2020. But I do get the impression that they would go back and change and maybe make things a little bit more deliberate if they could. Now that about wraps up this episode of If You Don't Know, Now You Know. If you have a topic you want us to discuss or questions or anything like that, feel free to send them to info at Thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye.